Fergie once told me to break up with my boyfriend. <laughs> Back when like black eyed peas were like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Sorry, she was like, like you should break up with him. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, what do we all we always listen to Fergie? <laughs> we always listen to Fergie. One, two, three, four. We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing real, real hot, hot girl, girl shit. I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and you know what we're about, but let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2023? We're taking it back from the patriarchy as an all-gender term. I'm sexy. I'm cute. I'm popular to boot. I'm I'm bitching, great hair, hair. the The boys all love to stare, I'm wanted, I'm hot, I'm I'm everything you're not, I'm pretty, I'm cool, I dominate the school, woo! (laughs) (laughs) Hi Rise. Hi Rise, how are you doing? We we obviously don't agree with cheerleaders bullying people or anybody bullying people in or out of school, but... It's kind of on, kind of a reference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's about being, gassing yourself up, being positive. Yeah, exactly. All of those things. I'm sexy, I'm cute. Go on some popular the boot. It's real hot girl pod. Come on. This is definitely not a cult. So this week we are delivering to you the real hot girl guide to body yaddy yaddy image. With the wonderful. The sensational. The gorgeous. Louise McSharry. She is going to be joining us. She is going to be giving some goals on how to be apologetically yourself and love yourself. And also we are going to discuss our mutual icon. She loves Miss Piggy almost. I would say she probably loves her more than we do. Yeah, yeah. She does have have a full Miss Piggy half sleeve tattoo and everything. I was about to debate it, but I don't think, um, I think I haven't committed to a full body sleeve tattoo of Miss Piggy yet. So I, I will have to pass over the title Unwillingly, but I mean, uh, deservedly. Yeah, if you haven't come across Louise yet, she is a beacon of positivity and just real hot girl energy. Like, she mm. is such a hot girl. Her Instagram will bring joy to your life. Um, she's so honest on it. She's fierce. She knows how to turn a look uh, every time. And her podcast, Catch Up With Louise McSharry, is one of my favourite things about my Friday. I love to listen to it. So really looking forward to chatting to her in a little while. But before that... Before all that, we are going to be chatting our own journey with body images, kind of recognising our thoughts and feelings around, you know, what we see with our body audiotties, because, of course, part of the hot girl energy is understanding that we need to love ourselves unconditionally. I mean, this is what this pod is all about. It's hyping each other up and it's remembering that we're all hot girls out there, no matter what. Exactly. Uh, all shapes, all sizes. And I think everybody has off days. Everybody has times where you look in the mirror and nothing seems to look right. Nothing seems mm-hmm. to fit right. And then you've got all the way to the scale to like the heavier stuff like eating disorders and mm-hmm. body dysmorphia, that kind of a thing. And it's something that affects everyone to varying degrees. So hopefully you'll get something out of it. 
this isn't medical advice of course but this is us just sharing our own journey and just trying to hopefully make you come away from the pod feeling a little bit better about yourself because if we talk about these things we normalise them and that's real hot girl shit trigger warning there may be some issues that are brought up in this pod that may be upsetting or triggering to some listeners so just as a break question yeah so we are going to be briefly touching on disordered eatings eating disorders um, all that kind of stuff so if that's something that you're sensitive to maybe that might not be the episode for you we have lots of other gorgeous episodes that you can go listen to but yeah it's all going to be positive and uh, hopefully you will get something out of it and you know what they can always keep up with assistance not particularly their episode they can find out where all our other episodes are doing. Where, Claire? Oh, just go to Real Hot Girl Pod on Instagram or on TikTok. Oh. Yeah, and while you're there, you can just like leave a little five star, smash that button Easy. on the pod and all the other episodes per. Meow. Hot or not. Well, Claire Bear, tell us now, what have been your hot and nots of the week? I had a very hot week again. Oh, yeah. um, spicy. Yeah, so in summation, the weekend, um, Friday night, I uh, was DJing at Love Ball with oh. Shakira Knightley. It was absolutely wonderful. A gorgeous crowd, as always. Gorgeous lineup. Just always a really nice atmosphere. And gorgeous we, outfit as well by the way sorry thank you so much and I got to because uh, when we were doing the running order so we have an hour and it's a Vogue ball and we have you know the running order done and everything and Shakira kind of said to me I might get you to walk the runway as like a demonstration for the posing challenge that we do and I was like per of course so we both had come out in our matching fur coats she did her first number and then I was there sweating in my fur coat for ages and she brought people on stage and everything and I could see that she hadn't looked at the running order and was being kind of like sorry excuse me uh, when do I get to do my review and she was like oh I forgot you and I was like yes thank you and then I got to go down and like work like do the runway You're and like, take Don't. my coat off <laughs> give me the stage Claire's on the show but yeah no that listen that it was so much fun um, really really loved it so we'll hopefully get to do it again I'm oh. going to be back in there plug 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 on the 1st of April with the real hot girl the magician is headlining in Centrepoint on the 1st of April I'm going to be supporting I, I follow, follow I, I follow you. you yeah oh I've seen him he used to play an old 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 mother and like so class so I'm really buzzing for that one um Oh yeah, I got the little plug in there. Saturday night, went to see Max Cooper do his AV show. Oh. Um, also in Centre Point, they should start charging me rent. They just keep putting on <laughs> deadly shows. And if I'm not playing at them, I'm going to them. And then we had our beautiful Hot Girl Sunday. We did. Oh, I loved it. So sea swim, walk, board games, pots of tea. Pots of tea. I think we should do all our planning meetings over tea and cake and playing Connect Four. It I, works really well. It really is. Doing our little business voice notes. <laughs> booking in guests. I mean... If it has, it's a good system. It's been treating us well so far, honestly. It certainly has. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Look, I loved that. And uh, what else? Okay. Um, and I got a little award on Thursday as well. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. A little award. You got a little award. That's right, Claire. Um, doesn't like to scream about this one, but. I changed my mind. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to read you something that I came across randomly on the internet over the week. So thank you very much to the beautiful, lovely, gorgeous people at IMRO, which is the Irish Music Rights Organisation, because they contacted me about a month ago and said, we would love to present you with an award to acknowledge your um, ongoing support for music creators, which is obviously such a lovely thing to get because I can't actually believe that people that I get paid to like play music on the radio and share it with people like it's unbelievable mm. um, but obviously Scarlett like I literally told you 
I told Ruth <laughs> and that was it. And then, of course, our boss was telling everyone on the day of the thing because we were all dolled up in the office or whatever. So I was scarlet. I wasn't even going to post about it. But then I came across this, right? This is a tweet from a woman called Ariel Lopez. Okay, okay. listen to this. Someone congratulated me recently and I started to deflect after I said thank you. They said, I'm going to give you your flowers. You can water them or not. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And said, she said, it stuck with me. We often don't appreciate our current wins because we're anticipating what's next. Water your flowers. So there you go. Thank you very much, Imro. It was really sound of you. And I'm going to hang it up in the back of my office. So I've got this platinum disc there. And if I'm on a Zoom call, everyone will just be like, oh, there she is. There's Rick Rubin. And I'll be like, purr. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you're taking it on because whenever you told me, you're like, oh, no, no, it's only, you know, whatever like this. This is an industry recognition of your bloody gorgeous work that, I mean, you're doing nonstop to the tippy top. And I think that um, whenever there's a bit of like a ceremony thing to get that um, and everybody is like, yeah, fucking well-deserved. You need to take that on board as well. So on behalf of all the real hot girls out there, <laughs> congratulations, Claire Bag. Thank Yay! you. Not <laughs> deflecting. Also, I know how you feel now when I was like talking about your yeah. Valentine's yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. Oh no, back. this is completely just like turning okay. back. <laughs> yeah, so my nod of the week, I would say it's just, it's, it's particularly busy at the moment. Mm. There's just, you know, March is Irish Music Month and we've got all these amazing new talented artists coming in to record live sessions and it's, mm. all, it's very busy, but like I literally don't care if I get no sleep all this month because I'm having so much fun. It's all good stuff. Lots happening. But my knot is I do desperately need an admin day. <laughs> I just need a day. Like that dress that I've been trying to return since mm. mid-December is still like not returned. <laughs> Invoices, not sent. Yeah. Just there's like bits that I just, I'd love a day. So that's my knot of the week. But it's like I said, I don't, I never mind when I'm this busy when it's all good stuff. So I mean, whenever you're award winning music extraordinaire, <laughs> it does get that busy, Claire. I understand. Well, I I actually don't understand, but I can try to relate. <laughs> oh, she's going red. Am I actually? <laughs> I love the evil cackle. You're getting me back. So, Connor, what was your hot and hot of the week? Well, I mean, Claire, of course, um, we had our absolutely gorgeous Sunday. I think that was um, the entire weekend. It was from gorgeous, wasn't it? From start to finish was kind of one of those ones where it went from one nice thing. Um, I got to support um, my very talented uh, yeah, I'm front not of the a newspaper I'm not, I'm not the only one who uh, Is, won an award. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't me anyway. <laughs> no, um, very, very, the best boy in Ireland uh, won the best. Warden Ireland um, and he's going and international with he this he is and um, we're super proud of him and he again similarly underplayed it um, but I think it was with uh, all of us uh, got to kind of see him and he was, uh, he was very very uh, happy with himself so I had a really gorgeous time yeah, being there yeah he's so smart you were there as the trophy wife looking gorge he yeah. was there posing with this trophy that's like honestly like the as big as my house looking gorgeous <laughs> on the front page of the Irish Times and we're incredibly proud of him exactly. and I'm going to point this out for the real hot girls um, Connor it was a, it was a, a debating competition mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. won you're never going to win an argument with this man Absolutely you're going to have not. to lean into the pretty 
you're just going to have to well, rely here. on that gorgeous mug of yours because you're not going to outfox this foxy man. <laughs> <laughs> I said this once. I was like, I'm absolutely delighted to be the pretty one in the corner. It goes like, the trophy wife. Yeah, but he's pretty as well. So like you need to, I don't know. What, okay, what well, this was my do? other thing where I said. <laughs> what I, are you bringing to this well, relationship? Well, this is what I said. I'm like, I'm going to have to do something to start outrageously like impressive just to even out the, you know, like the stance again because I can't like, I, I can't just be the the one really good looking really impressive one and then me just being good looking and really like creative I, like I'm gonna have to like win an IFTA or something this year sorry you're both good looking and impressive oh yeah yeah don't but you I, dare I just need Natalie yourself. to add on to my uh just on to my trophies and so then the we'll be fine. So the podcast awards are happening soon. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know where they are. We haven't entered. Anyway. But yes, that was a gorgeous <laughs> evening. Of course, next day I had a lovely bombless brunch where it ends up seeing a friend What's for leaving party. What's it called after you turn up though? Oh, well... <laughs> Still a bombless brunch, <laughs> funny that. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> Cracking myself up here. Sorry, I'm for derailing. <laughs> and on. yeah, of course, we had our lovely swim on the Sunday. So it was just all together a really hot girl weekend. And of course, we had some amazing new kind of updates regarding Real Hot Girl Pod Live. Yes. <sighs> oh my God. Uh, we are so excited for Real Hot Girl Pod Live. Um, it's going to be on the... 15th, 15th of, of March, March Wednesday uh, Wednesday Street 66 um, we're actually going to head down and speak to the venue there because we have lots of people getting in touch it is sold out but we're going to see if we can physically squeeze <laughs> a few more real hot girls into the back room we're literally going down to measure and see how many people we can get into the room because lots of people want to come we've also confirmed our musical guest she is a real hot girl mm-hmm. and it's just very exciting, but we're going to hold off telling you who it is for now. Oh, oh. give him a tease. Wow. Yes. But yeah, it's been an extra hot weekend. But Any knots this week? Um, Well, yeah, I suppose with extra hot did come a little knot that I suppose I didn't um, expect to happen. And it was essentially, I'm not feeling... Uh, hot in my little body oddy oddy um, and I had a little bit of a wobbly moment um, as many do whenever yeah. there's a, maybe an occasion or something like this and you're just not really feeling yourself. Uh, for me I was going to ward ceremony uh, which should have been all about the person there um, but of course, I wanted to, you know, be the proud, you know, turn up. I look really nice in my little tux. And like, yeah, I'll be like, you know, there for them. Um, and whenever I tried some things on, like a shirt, it just made me feel super uncomfortable and super self-conscious. Uh, but I suppose this is what this week's episode is all about. It's about embodying, oddy, oddy, and your body, oddy, oddy. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And like, I was actually, I was very, very proud of how you handled this. You didn't, you know, you you could have just had a, like a, a full meltdown, but mm. you were like, "I need to get my cute little fat ass into uh, town, and I need to buy myself a new shirt." Yeah, and you yeah. did, and I did, and turns out it was grand, and I got compliments from everybody, anyways. That's the thing, and that's like something that we're that we're going to get into today that I think is a universal theme, and I would love for this episode to be evergreen. That if you need to go back to it, if you're feeling not great about yourself, you'll get some. Great tips. But shall we? <laughs> Do I need to come over so we can like hold hands? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our own journeys. And you know what that is, Connor Finn? Real hot girl shit. Yes, ma'am. I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. So, Connor Finn, mm-hmm. my beautiful friends mm-hmm. with a beautiful inside and out, everything oh. about you. We love you so much. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your own journey with your body, yaddy, yaddy image? 
Yeah, I suppose... Um I feel like everybody's had separate kind of journeys with their body image. Um, mine personally, um, growing up, I was um very loving household, loving family, everything like this. But um, this little child loved chicken nuggets too much. Um, in the cutest possible way, yeah. Um, and I suppose. I was always the kid that was on the heavier side, kind of in school and stuff like this. Um, even in the family, I suppose that was one thing that I remember internalizing quite quickly that I was thinking, okay, I'm the big kid. And Akaya would have been that, like, the butt of the joke, the easy kind of like a uh, thing to point out, probably differentiate, even though the little girl thing on the side was also happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course, you kind of focus on what you're kind of being fed in the media and stuff like this. And, um, yeah, I suppose a couple of years uh, whenever you're not really, you know, you're still working off a little bit of pub fat stuff like that. Um, I probably didn't have the best relationship with my body image, um, which I'm really glad that I do now. I'm really happy about it. But it's one of those things that um, you constantly have to kind of work on. And especially, I suppose... Um, whenever you can't explain why, you know, you're kind of feeling this way and you're a lot of things are kind of internalised. It's been one of those... Uh, Working moments that like, again, we're all hot girls in training. This has been something that I feel like myself has kind of trained myself out of. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of a journey. We've went through some ups and downs, nothing serious, uh, but enough to recognise, oh, I should never really have like treated my body as if it wasn't mine, if it wasn't precious, if it, it wasn't a bloody gift that it's all usable. And um, I think... In the last couple of years is when I've really kind of started going, no, I absolutely love having this. Um, I want to have all the crack in the world. I want to have all the times, the best things ever. And um, there's no point being as mean to yourself as you'd never be to anybody else. I think that's one of the big things that like my kind of body image journey has been through were, yeah, I've learned to be a lot kinder because I realised that nobody else is really thinking of things that you're thinking. And uh, it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of re relearning some brainwashing yeah. that we've probably been fed into. That's very vague. Um. No, it's not. It's not vague at all. It's like completely relatable. And, you know, I always say, don't ever speak to yourself the way you wouldn't speak yeah. to a friend or a loved one. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you have to catch yourself when you're being yeah. that awful, horrible self-talk mm. to yourself that I can be very guilty of. What are you talking to yourself like that for? You would never, ever speak to anybody else, you know? Yeah. You are now, ironically, uh, what we would call straight-sized. Um, so did you just have a growth spurt and stretch? Did you get put on a diet or like what? Um... This is a really um, kind of random one. Um, but yeah, I kind of had a mix once where I suppose I got into um, secondary school and I was the very big kid. Hadn't really got my growth spurt yet. And um, I remember, I don't know if you had this in school, you have kind of like the BMI tests and stuff like this to kind of see your... Absolute bullshit, by the yes, way. Yes, yeah. Which now everything's kind of be, been debunked by them. Yeah. But essentially, I remember going in and um, I got a letter in externally from the school and it was like... a. Basically, it was oh. like they wanted to kind of be like a Connor might benefit from going to, like, <laughs> with lack for a better word, a fat camp. Um, oh. And I remember just the humiliation, the kind of like, oh God, this is like, like, a, a, this is like a request now that's came in. And it was kind of like a, 
okay, shit, I don't want to have to do any of this. And I remember not telling anybody. And like, obviously, mom had probably seen it. And I went, no, 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 it's all grand. I'll take care of it. There was nobody else that really kind of been, you know, said anything that was like kind of hurtful. But I think whenever I got something like that on paper, I kind of went a bit intense on it. So again, probably like scaled back calories a lot, watching those bloody toxic videos online about, you know, like, oh, it just, you know, drink loads of water and your appetite will go away. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, that kind of happened on side of my kind of growth spurt. So on rapid kind of, I suppose, weight decline. Also, even out my body and your muscles, like again, I remember just being like a be such a parrier dancer. I remember like not being able to like figure out my balance and stuff because like you're growing up anyways. Mm -hmm. But then also I was like, things are moving differently now that like I don't maybe have weight around there. But yeah, it went from a big boy to a very um, probably on the other end of scale kind of skinny mini. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of kind of took myself a while to get back. But uh, yeah, probably some <laughs> undiagnosed eating disorders whipped in there as well, which unfortunately uh, with men and stuff like that as well is something that's become quite prevalent a lot of years with terms of kind of like um, gym aesthetic and stuff like this. I think I've seen, seen traits and whatever like this. And I suppose I was really lucky to have lovely people around me that like were always, nobody ever was like, you know, try to force me down little paths or anything that everybody's like figure your own bits out yeah. but like also mum being like a, eat your stuff you're you know make sure that you're all being grand but yeah that was um that's kind of probably where it started for me and uh that was my little journey where yeah a bit of a growth spurt um happened at the wrong time that I internalized that kind of you need to completely like look complete difference mm -hmm. size but yeah that's uh that was my little bit what about you Claire <laughs> you're deflecting what about I know, you because I'm not sure how no it's fine no I know you're being vulnerable and thank you for sharing and I'm sure the hot girls really appreciate it so we should point out this is an age gap friendship yeah so you're 24 uh -huh. and I'm 39 uh -huh. so I'm curious as to and myself and Louise will get into because she's a similar age to mm. me you know we kind of grew up watching America's Sex Top Model and The Swan mm -hmm. and, you know, with all these magazines, this kind of thing yeah. is very different. But I think it's become more prevalent in men, I think, your age. Mm. I think there's that particularly for gay men to look a certain <laughs> way. And I think it would have been more mostly women kind of my mm. age. So I guess, um, will I get into, I'll just like spit my stuff out and then we can hash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in fifth class, our teacher... Mm -hmm. All girls school told us that if you can pinch an inch, you're overweight. And we were like, <gasps> what do you mean? And we we're sitting at our desks and she was like, oh, yeah, just get your stomach there. And of course, if you're sitting at your desk, yeah. like, you know, these are like 11, 12 year old girls, younger, 10. I don't know. But she was like, yeah, if you can pinch an inch pinch of fat on your inch. stomach, you're overweight. Yeah. No other. It was just that was her. Just straight up just came out of this in class. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of let us know. I had an older relative explain to me what bulimia was when I was around the same age saying, oh, you can eat what you want, but then you just can, you know, stick it back up afterwards. <sighs> I did ballet twice a week or whatever. My whole life went into dance college. When I was in dance college, we were, I would say, actively encouraged to not eat. We were told in a nutrition class that obviously you, know, you you shouldn't do this, wink, wink. But when I was touring, you know, with the name redacted ballet company, we would soak tissue or cotton wool in orange juice, swallow it Monday to Saturday and eat a lean piece of steak on a Sunday. And that's what she did for years. 
Yeah, Jesus. it's really bad. And Jesus Christ, don't get any ideas. Do not do that. No. That is one way to block up your intestines and die. You will die from doing that. It's really mm. like, this is not advice. <laughs> I remember one time being and a friend of mine who was the year above me in college and the two was he had had a similar journey to you he was the very chubby kid mm. and then he had a stretch and then obviously from doing ballet and stuff kind of you know we, we were living together and it was very much we were egging each other on to see how little we could eat yeah. and how much we could exercise very toxic yeah. um, and I'd been kind of doing that throughout my te- teenage years as well really restricting what I was eating it was like a control thing in a quite a chaotic environment yeah. And just, you know, and there's all these different things stacked. Like for years, I thought that if you drank water with your meal, it would make you fat. And the reason I thought that is my poor mom was incredibly worried about the little amount of food I was eating. And she told me that because she was like, if there's more room in her stomach, maybe she'll eat more food. But yeah, no, fully. Like I remember, like I hadn't eaten anything and been training, like doing ballet mm. class into another class, into another class. And I remember being in the hall and I kind of myself and my friend had made the scream. OK, well, half a packet of Coke and noodles, but we're walking home the like our home or whatever you know and we've been in the gym that morning been training all day so I'm like eating my little noodles and the principal walked by looked me up and down and she said still kind of stuck her chin out and said are you sure you should be stuffing your face with noodles before class <sighs> yeah <sighs> yeah Vi- like violently unhealthy oh, environment to be in so that's where I came, that's where I came from, and then when I wasn't dancing anymore, then obviously my my weight actually dropped because I lost a load of muscle mass. But then I was like extremely skinny, and then you know in your twenties you're partying, mm. you know, so it's like this teeny tiny little thing, um, and then just never had a great relationship with food mm. and. There was a couple of times, you know, maybe when bad things would happen that my weight, like my appetite would just go, my weight would just drop and Mm. I would look so, so unhealthy. But the problem is because of the way our society is, when you are a loose size six Mm. and you've got bones popping out of you, people will compliment you. you. They will compliment you so hard, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's, it is very, very difficult. But look, I really, I'm trying my absolute best Mm. um, to not pick apart my set, my body and to try and talk nicely to myself if I'm out mm. on a walk and be like am I so bloody lucky that I'm fit and healthy mm. and I can go on this big long walk without any pains in my legs and isn't it great that I can get up on a trapeze and flip around or I'm able to roller skate or whatever and I really try to do that and go look you're a whole person mm. just trying to unlearn years and years and years of really bad stuff I mean I'm personally grateful for your juicy ass <laughs> <laughs> and this I think is what yeah people that everybody I think has I, that's what is kind of their own journey around body image and around the stories that times have but we all know that we're actually all hot and this is where the hot girls come together we're, we're people. and whenever we do feel little blips in it this yeah. is when I uh, yeah I'd lucky enough to have a hot girl on my radar that I got to send my little EV tags to external validation and bring myself yeah. to, back from those spirals for the, are... for the new listeners so EV is a system that myself and Connor have developed if you are <laughs> dealing with something you're in a spiral essentially or something is happening or you're just having a bit of a shocker and you're not ready to talk <laughs> about it we have a system where we will literally just text each other EV for external validation and you get back a sincere thoughtful compliment about yourself 
and um, it just kind of it helps and then afterwards <laughs> well you sent me that from the changing room in H&M on Friday yeah. like Evie and I just sent this message back and you were like thanks that really helped and then explained later oh, this is yeah. what's happening so that's something how to recognise an unhealthy pattern or how to deal with the spot like if you catch yourself mm. if you're having one of those days where nothing quite fits right or you're looking mm. in the mirror and you start beating yourself up just stop this is just one of those days. Yeah. And just try and think either like talk to a friend, set up the EV system. We don't mm-hmm. have a trademark on it. We want everyone to use it. But maybe kind of just try and whether you have like a little something in your notes app or whatever, just try and think of things about yourself that are about, okay, so I don't like how my body looks today, but I'm smart. I am good at playing tennis. I am, you know, whatever it Mm. is. And just, you know, try and go through a few things that you do love about yourself and be like, this is just one of those days. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move on. And obviously there's varying degrees of this. Trans people can just have it like I had a friend texting me the other day saying the dysphoria is fucking wild today. Mm. You know, and all I could text back is I'm really, really sorry. You're beautiful. If you want to talk about anything, I'm here and this is something that will pass. Mm. I don't know. We're not psychologists. We're just people that have varying, <laughs> <laughs> varying degrees of uh, good and bad body, body, body image. So I think that's the best thing to do is just really work on trying to recognize those patterns. If you're spiraling, do talk to a friend, step away from the mirror, get yourself a little drink of water, go and just know that it is going to pass. One thing that I really wanted to touch on that is a big trigger for me and was for years and I've only recently got over it and that is the clothing sizes of mm. women. I don't know if this is a thing for men's because men is like inches. It's, so I feel like that could be worse sometimes. Um, I, similar, I, I, yeah, I think we have similar kind of tropes within the clothing sizes. Yeah. yeah. So there's a thing with women's clothing, I don't know if they do it in men's, called vanity sizing. Yeah. So that basically means if you're say your proportions are a size UK 12. You can go into certain shops and the 10 will fit you. And the idea, the psychology behind that is, oh my God, I'm a 10, which means I'm obviously a better person. Mm. Ridiculous. But what it means is then I have clothes in a size 10, 12, 14, 16 in Mm -hmm. my wardrobe. And it's not even like different times of the month. They will all fit because the sizing is absolute nonsense. But there was a time where if the size that I thought I was, if that size didn't fit me in a shop, I would be that's it you're not eating anything you know yeah. like really really bad and it's taken me a long long time to it either fits and it looks good on my body or it doesn't if I don't look fierce I'm not buying it I'm not wearing it <laughs> and it doesn't even matter what the size and the label is so I'll now I'll take in three sizes of something into clothes I'll turn them around not even look at it just pull off the first one see does it fit and not even look mm. at the label on it so that's a good tip but there's one thing just on the positive self-talk now I do have my friend's permission to share this this was a message that my beautiful friend Emma hi Emma because she does listen to the pod she sent me this a little while ago and I just thought it was so beautiful the way she wrote it so it was a picture of a pair of leggings that she'd bought online okay mm-hmm. it says I have this fab pair of leggings but they're too small for my gorgeous thick spelled T-H-I-Q-U-E <laughs> the, the chic way arse would you like them I can't return unfortunately so I was like oh yes please gorge and she's like yeah they're yours I think it's Chinese sizing so they're probably a medium as opposed to an XL mm-hmm. So she, and it was just I said it to her afterwards that was just the way you talked about yourself there which is the correct way to do it because you do have a gorgeous thick arse <laughs> is so good you know and I kind of said it to her earlier I was like do you mind if I read that text out as a 
an example of positive self-talk and she's like oh my god yes please and told her what the episode was about and she sent this back which I just loved it says this makes me very very happy this is about the fact that we're doing mm-hmm. the episode she said I'm so enthusiastic about self-love and body positivity it took me years to get here but I love myself now everyone should love themselves there's enough people already to hate us pride flag <laughs> trans flag rainbow <laughs> we love you Emma you're an absolute icon and oh, uh, real yeah. hot girl real hot girl real hot girl shit so this has been our journey so far with our body image we're not saying we're cured but we're definitely in a much better place yes. and Connor you gorgeous gorgeous man thank you for sharing your experience I'm sure oh. a lot of people can relate to that because that is something that does happen to a lot of people and unfortunately when you're that age it's when adults think it's perfectly fine to comment on children's <laughs> bodies when they're in the room and you're like I'm right here please stop talking about me you're doing long term damage oh. we're not perfect I mean almost um, but it's just it's something that we wanted to originally when we asked Louise McSharry to come on the pod it was just because of our mutual love of Miss Piggy but mm-hmm. then the conversation that we're going to play for you in a couple of minutes she just gave some incredible advice on how to be unapologetically loving yourself and being yourself Mm -hmm. um, which we are all about here on Real Hot Girl Pod as you know. (sighs) So here it is our chat with the wonderful incredible beautiful fierce Miss Louise McSherry. Hot girls coming through. Your room is so glam. It does make for a good background. But yeah it's very kind of 1930s if you're wearing a silk kimono with a long sleeve or something. Very piggy actually. (laughs) Very piggy. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us too. When I saw your tattoo, I didn't realize you were a Miss Piggy stan and I saw the picture of the tattoo and I was like, oh my God, she gets it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I adore her. Tell us why you love Miss Piggy. We want to hear all about this. It's funny. I don't I don't remember there being like a starting point. Um, I just feel like she's kind of always been with me. Um, and I always loved her as a kid. I loved anything glamorous, like anyone, you know, my other like evergreen kind of hero is Dolly Parton. So I feel like that gives you an idea of the kind of woman that I was like attracted to or that appealed to me when I was a kid. It was, you know, high glamour, long nails, blonde hair, um, you know, great outfits. Also a big fan of Barbie, obviously. Um, so I think that's initially what drew me to, to Miss Piggy. And then as I kind of grew into adulthood, I just realized that she was such an icon of like, self-acceptance and you know living unapologetically and um you know she never seems to have an issue with body image which was something that I enjoyed experiencing so I think it was all of those things just made me think yeah she is amazing like it's not just about the outfits actually what she represents is is more significant than that I was the same when I was a kid watching Muppets and stuff she was just it was her confidence like obviously she's so gorgeous and so glamorous but it's the confidence and also the the fact that she was the boss and Kermit wasn't that kind of yeah gave me like oh my god that's so crazy I can't believe she's a woman in charge you know this (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) yeah Um, totally I mean look there is and I think it would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the kind of unfortunate undercurrent of harassment and at times violence um, that that she was guilty of with via Kermit over the years. A lot of karate chops, um, which obviously (laughs) I don't condone. But but yeah, she held all the power always. And that um, was obviously something that really appealed to me and still appeals to me now as an adult. Look, if karate chop is done with um, an elbow length silk glove, then I mean, how can you you not forgive it? Honestly. (laughs) 
I mean, look, Kermit's okay, you know, and he still loves her after all these years. So <laughs> they've obviously managed to resolve their issues. Yeah, maybe it's consensual. We don't know what happens with them behind closed doors. Well, that's doors. true. I'm it's not going to kink shame anybody. Exactly. Um, I don't know if uh, 2023 Miss Piggy would be karate chopping as much, but she's definitely no. had a real resurgence, her own Instagram page. And then there's lots of meme pages, a lot of people cottoning on to her positive message and just having a lot mm. of fun with her. That's something that I really enjoy. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I think like one of the reasons obviously that she appealed to me is when I was growing up, I like I've never been thin. I was never thin or I, I never felt thin. Maybe there were times when I was kind of reasonably thin, but um, I still felt like my body was wrong. So like, you know, for my whole life, I felt different and wrong. Um, and there were really no people, women in in kind of media or culture who weren't thin when I was a kid. Like there was Oprah sometimes, but she was always, you know, trying to be thin. Um, I remember there was this model called M, E-M-M-E. Um, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She was like the only plus size model that existed in the world at the time. Um, and she like w- wasn't really plus size like at all. I mean, she was obviously bigger than, than the other women who the the kind of modeling industry but she you know was still a relatively thin woman and you know I remember even like as a teenager when Kelly Brooks started as a co-host of the big breakfast there was a huge conversation about her being a big woman and like I think she was a size 14 or something and like so perfectly proportioned and beautiful so like there was no diversity really at all and we have come a long way in that regard. I think there's a long way to go, but there wasn't anything. There was no positive message. There was no woman out there in a bigger body loving that body or speaking positively about that body. If we did see women in bigger bodies, they were always desperately, desperately, desperately trying to change it and to make themselves smaller and to fit into kind of the standard beauty ideal. And Piggy wasn't that. Like she never apologized for her body. She never talked badly about herself ever. She, you know, 100% backed herself in every situation. And, you know, there was, I, I think that that really meant something to me, even, you know, yes, fine, she's a Muppet technically, but like, you know, <laughs> she still had this powerful female energy that that refused to apologize or kind of denigrate herself in any way or be apologetic you know, I've said apologetic about 500 times, but really it is that thing of like, you know, she never apologized for her presence, for the bigness of her character, for the bigness of her personality and for the bigness, bigness is a word, um, of her of her physical body, as it were. Even though actually, if you look at her, I mean, she's a very shapely pig, but you know. <laughs> she is. I've been thinking a lot, I suppose over the last maybe a year or six months, I think it's something that's popped up online a lot, but the damage that has been done to women our age from like growing up in that era of mm. the super, super skinny and something that I'm actually afraid to go back and rewatch it. I was such a stan of America's Next Top Model Me and too. all of these clips have resurfaced of these size 12 sometimes size 10 girls being told well your thighs are so huge that we mm. can't do this but your body is too, the t- your top is too small so we don't know what to do with you because you're so weird it's really upsetting thinking back of just that damage and mm. you know I'm sure you did the same the things like the crash dieting the just general mm-hmm. hatred of your body because you didn't look like this tiny photoshopped yeah. But I think you are someone who is such a good follow on Instagram in terms of body acceptance and being yourself and like Miss Piggy, not apologizing. Um, but do you think for young girls now growing up, do you think it's better or worse? Because they've got the whole internet, but they've also got a lot more knowledge and hopefully a lot more confidence. 
I think it's better in in me- I think the good outweighs the bad. I think that social media obviously presents some very real challenges to girls' confidence and girls' self-esteem. But I also think that there's diversity there that we did not have access to. Like when we were kids, as you say, you know, I I also absolutely inhaled and America's Next Top Model, I loved all of those programs. Any makeover, I was really into fashion. So like anything that was like, you know, into fashion or beauty, I was watching and it was all so toxic. Whereas now, at least on TV, we don't see that kind of overt toxicity when it comes to bodies. Now, that's, it's still out there. Those messages are still out there. Like I'm not pretending like they haven't gone away. And, you know, you I think what's really important is educating young women on the fact that they have the power in terms of what they consume um, because they can choose to consume uh, aspirational and I am using air quotes accounts where, you know, women are posting like, you know, what I eat in a day and it's nothing or like, you know, mm, you know, really intense over exercising and stuff like that, that I think can be really problematic and damaging. But also there are lots of women living healthy lifestyles at lots of different sizes, you know, wearing clothes and looking amazing in them at the full breadth of the sizes. Um, And if you follow people who look like you physically, like who have the same kind of body type as you and look amazing, I know firsthand that that can have a really positive impact on the way you feel about yourself. So I think the internet gives us an opportunity to kind of find our tribe and to find people to connect with. And if you look for the positivity and you look for positive messages, it can be transformative in the way that you feel about yourself. But if you get sucked down a kind of negative rabbit hole, I think it can be really dangerous. So like, you know, it's, it's hard one to call, but I actually do think, I'll say from a personal perspective, I think if I had grown up now, versus when I grew up, I would be uh, a happier person because I felt really alone and I internalized all of my negativity. I never said it out loud ever. And it was like I thought if I just didn't acknowledge the fact that I was in a bigger body or, you know, I use the word fat now because starting to use it really helped me remove the kind of sting or the power from the word. Um, but I know it makes some people uncomfortable, but that's so that's why I always kind of contextualize that it's it's my choice to use it about myself um, and not in a negative way. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like if you are someone who's any kind of minority or, you know, has an insecurity about anything, if you have that insecurity and you don't ever verbalize it or talk about it out loud, or if you do, if I did ever say anything, people were always like, oh, you're not fast. Don't, don't be silly. And it was like, well, like quite obviously I'm like way bigger than you. <laughs> I can't go into a shop and buy clothes like that. You know, you can't deny this. This is a fact. Um, but if everything that you look at confirms that, like if every TV show you watch is telling women you're too big and they're much smaller than you or, you know, you can't succeed in this industry and they're smaller than you. So you start to, you know, you really believe all of that negativity and and the reality is in the 90s and the 2000s you know when we were teenagers and and kids it there it, it was true you couldn't make it in that industry you weren't acceptable in a bigger body you know you just weren't and um, so I think the fact now that we are seeing even on a show like Euphoria let's say mm-hmm. you know which is all about being young and hot and you have Kat there, who's played by Barbie Ferreira, who's amazing. Not anymore, unfortunately. Um, she's left the show. But, you know, to have a hot, sexy, albeit, 
you know, obviously troubled and conflicted character because it's Euphoria. It's not um, Sweet Valley High. Um, but to have a character like that in a bigger body in this show about young hot people, like that would have blown my mind. It would have changed my life, honestly. Yeah. That character wouldn't have existed, though. She would have been the butt no. of the joke. She would never have been able to get a boyfriend. She would have had no friends, all this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that that tip that you gave about the following people that look like you, you said that on your, you say that all the time on your Instagram, but you said that a couple of years ago. And I said, you know what, maybe I should try it. And I did. And honestly, it's just like such a nicer experience for me now. Like Mm -hmm. it really does, because if you're and it is that thing that's drilled into your brain, it's like aspirational. This is what you should look like. This is what you should be striving to be, um, which is Mm -hmm. completely unrealistic. Um, Do you have any other tips for people to make their online experience a little bit nicer for them that kind of embody the Miss Piggy energy? (laughs) Well, I think, um, first of all, I'm so glad that you found that to be positive. I do always bang on about that because I think it is a very simple thing that you can do that can have a real impact on how you feel about yourself. I think really it's just about editing what you consume and asking yourself, does this make me feel good about myself or does this make me feel bad about myself? And like life is hard enough friends like we do not need to be inviting things into our life that make us feel bad about ourselves so you know if you follow someone like I have people there's people who I really like who I would be friendly with in real life and I very much like seeing them in real life and they are muted on my Instagram because they do a lot of diet talk or they do a lot of um you know things that just don't make me feel good. You know, maybe they're in the gym twice a day, every day. And I know that that just triggers in my head feelings of inadequacy and feeling, you know, that I'm not good enough and that I'm, you know, a failure and I could be so much better if I would just do X, Y, or Z. Like, I don't need to invite that in. Those thoughts are there anyway at times because we can't avoid, you know, like I always say when it comes to body image, there's no finish line. Like you'll never be finished with the work, unfortunately, because we live in a world that sends us, you know, problematic messages about our bodies and about our value in terms of our bodies. So like, if you're constantly encountering those, you have to kind of fight them off. And some days you're going to win and other days you're not. Other days they're going to get in on you. So, you know, you can make things better and you can arm yourself so that you're, you know, better prepared to kind of bat away those negative messages. God, I'm really talking fast. But (laughs) the reality is there will be days where you don't have it in you. And so you're going to have bad days and, and we need to not beat ourselves up about that. We need to forgive ourselves. It's not our fault that the world is the way that it is. Um, but I think, you know, when it's unavoidable and it is, you know, you need to really take action where you can and filter out anything that's going to make you feel bad. Um, so that's, that's another one. I just think you need to take charge of your social media engagement in general. Um, I also like, I am a big believer in if your body changes size, which is, by the way, completely normal, particularly for women. Um, you know, our bodies do change size throughout our life. That is a normal thing that happens. If our body changes size, don't hold on to old clothes that don't fit you. I mean, obviously, if you have gained weight through some sort of lifestyle change and your lifestyle is changing back and, you know, you're pretty confident that your body's going to level out fine, but even pack those clothes away, put them up in the attic, put them under the bed, put them somewhere that they're not looking at you every time you open your wardrobe because, you know, that can really spark really negative thoughts about yourself and your body if you're looking at clothes that don't fit you anymore. And because you miss the clothes and, you know, that straight away will make you feel bad. And then it can send you into a bit of a tailspin. So I think either get rid of the clothes or put them away. 
um, you know, so that they're not kind of confronting you every day. And 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 you don't need to have a lot of clothes. So you can just edit down, get yourself a couple of things that you really love so that you have nice things to put on your body when you open your wardrobe and you don't start your day every day going, oh, I'm such a failure. I've got this wardrobe full of clothes that I can't wear because that's where we automatically go, whether it's true or not, whether it's normal to gain weight and, and you know, for our body to fluctuate over time, it, it's normal for us to feel like a failure because we've been trained to feel that way when we gain weight. But it's actually totally normal. So I think that's a that's a big one as well. Um, and I think as well, like if you can try really hard and it's not easy, but if you can try to kind of get the concept of flattering out of your mind when it comes to getting dressed, I think that can be a game changer because a lot of the time we kind of put ourselves in a box saying, oh, well, I can't wear that because my, my I, this body that I have can't wear those clothes and you know someone like me can't wear that or you know and you might really like a style and and automatically rule it out for yourself um which I think is a mistake because then you're losing some of the joy of getting dressed and the joy of of you know expressing yourself through through style um so if you can kind of remove that flattering question of like because you might convince yourself oh actually you know the only thing that actually looks good on me is wrap dresses and then you're wearing wrap dresses for the every day for the rest of your goddamn life and you might not even like wrap dresses in the first place so like push yourself a little bit try on things that you might feel like oh I'm too scared like I wear crop tops all the time and I find when I talk about it other women like me are like what and I'm like yeah I I actually prefer crop tops to anything else now I personally don't want to have like skin out, but I wear crop tops with high-waisted trousers and the proportions of that actually look great on my body, you know, but a lot of people would say, well, I'm not going to wear a crop top. Like, you know, that's, that's, those are absolutely out for someone like me, but you know, there are ways to wear everything so that they work for you. So don't rule things out. Don't put yourself in a box that you don't need to be in. I think- <laughs> All of those points are like just right on the money. I suppose even from like that can be applied to everybody, like even just from a person's perspective, Claire. Will we talk about a, Friday? <laughs> I had a bit of uh yeah, a moment on Friday and um where I again had a last minute engagement, lovely mm. suit. Um, just didn't really fit into a shirt that probably once did. And I suppose like for something that like my own like kind of journey, that's kind of been a big kind of struggle as well as like <clears throat> many guys and stuff like this as well. Everybody's kind of went through bits, but yeah, mm. having that kind of, oh God, I feel like shit. Like, and it kind of takes you by surprise, I suppose, like sometimes yeah. as well. Um, but And it can really luckily, ruin, a, it can ruin your night. Yeah. But I suppose that was like, I uh, did a very hot girl move. Um, I texted her immediately. Went Evie, um, external validation. Got the loveliest ways text me in a change room. Having to go up a size shirt, and I was going like, "Oh God, this is lovely." And you know what? It's all this kind of internalized thing as well. Because I think all your points are really, really strong and like great at combat, and especially in, I suppose, a lot of like kind of men and stuff would now kind of rely on. Okay. This is what has been happening with a lot of, you know, ladies out there over the last 20 years. And there's this kind of whole like weird gym kind of culture that's kind of developed up around, I suppose, a lot of the male community I've seen recently that probably are going to feed into the next couple of years. We'll see some things coming out where we went, mm, maybe that wasn't the healthiest, but like at least we have fucking icons mm. like yourself, Miss Piggy, people that have been like, oh, no, no, that's been like our upbringing for so long that like you guys don't have to just like fall into the same traps there yeah. are these kind of combats that like everybody can kind of like 
use other arsenal to go like no it's normal yeah that's fine yeah. instead of doing the same like everybody fall into the same pass of oh this isn't good enough i feel shit it's like a, no no yeah. no um you're grand we're all normal and like this is like we can all be sexy we can all be hot girls come on well 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think like first of all i think it's so sad <laughs> that men are now having the same problems that you know men have obviously always had body issue problems i'm not going to pretend like that or body image problems that hasn't existed but like it's more prevalent now as you say you know i think particularly within the lgbtq plus community there's a lot of pressure to be a certain body type to be in the gym a certain amount of time i see it with my own friends and i i'm like god i can't believe you're falling for this like it's, mm. i just really feel for men that they are now kind of in this trap as well of like you know they're only being one acceptable body type I think it's just so sad because the thing is and and look I am not the perfect representation of positive body image by any stretch of the imagination in fact I've had a really I would say the last few years have been a real dip for me after a period of 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 really good I would say like re- success really in terms of being in a positive place I've had a really rough couple of years with it so you know this isn't easy stuff and it's not stuff that can happen overnight but like I think you have to when you come down to it you have to think when I'm on my deathbed what will I look back and feel was important like do I want to sacrifice like if I want to have a thin ideal body I'm using quotes like I don't obviously think there is one ideal body but if I wanted to have that I would have to sacrifice so much like I would have to sacrifice meals out with my friends I would have to sacrifice takeaways I would have to sacrifice glasses of wine um, and chats and I would have to sacrifice a feeling of general kind of relaxation I would be so uptight I know myself that when I'm I would have to have a really really strict regime because my body doesn't sit naturally at a thin size and I know myself that when I do that I become really unhappy my mind is stressed I obsess over food I obsess over exercise like I'm I'm one way or the other it's very difficult for me to find a middle ground so do I want to give up all of that like a general feeling of well-being and a social life and like do I want to give up all that to be thin no, I don't. Like, that's really what it comes down to. I'm not Jennifer Lopez. Like, I'm not going to give up my entire life to have a perfect body, which is the reality. You know, we compare ourselves to people whose job it is to be good looking and, and thin. And like, you know, we don't have the time they have. Or, and I mean, I personally don't have the commitment or the drive or the will. And um, I'd much rather just have the crack. Like, you know, it's more important to me that I have the crack. And on my deathbed, I think I'll look back and go, oh my God, I had such a laugh. Like I had so much fun. I went to so many amazing gigs. I went to so many amazing restaurants. I had beautiful dinner parties in my house and I I had, you know, a gorgeous social life. Like that's what's going to be important to me. Not, you know, oh, mm, I went up a close size that year. That was it. We'll just write that year off. Despite the fact that maybe I went up a close size because I was having the best time ever. Like, you know, we have to kind of try and balance this stuff out in our head, I think. Definitely. And I can tell you as someone who trained full time as a dancer and was riddled with eating disorders, it's not Mm. worth it because you're never, ever, ever going to be happy. Like I remember being like at one stage, like a size six with a like a I look like a bus stop. My head looked massive and I have like Mm. a child size head ribs sticking out. I've never been complimented more in my life, but I still wasn't happy. Yeah. Because I still wasn't thin enough or there was yeah. something wrong. My arms were still big or my, you know, it's just. Yeah. Well, there's lots of. There. Yeah. If you if you look for it, there is lots of um, 
first person accounts from people who've lost massive amounts of weight, especially since the prevalence of um, bariatric surgery. You know, there are lots of people who've lost a huge amount of weight and gotten to the body that they thought they wanted and who actually experience some very real kind of psychological problems and emotional problems. It's not as simple as you lose the weight and you're happy, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, the problem is, like you mentioned there, you've never been complimented so much. Like I, I, I'm such a big campaigner for like, just don't comment ever on someone's weight or body. You know, you obviously can say you look great, but like, you know, you don't need to be specific about it because I've lost and gained probably 10 or 12 stone over the years through dieting, through Weight Watchers. And then uh, the last time I lost a substantial amount of weight was when I had cancer and I was sick for, it took them nine months to give me my diagnosis. So I, by the time I was diagnosed, I had stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was seriously ill, like seriously ill. I had started going to a personal trainer because I had convinced myself that actually I wasn't sick because they couldn't find out, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So I obviously wasn't sick. I was just fat and lazy. Like this is, that's where I went in my head with it. So I was like, if I go to a personal trainer and I lose weight, I'll feel great. And I lost, I was losing weight anyway, because my appetite completely went via the cancer and, and I was exercising a lot and people kept saying to me, oh my God, you look amazing. And they kept saying, you must feel great. And I was like, no. I don't. And they were like, you must, you know, yeah, but after you do your training sessions, like you must feel like super buzzed. And I was like, I really don't. I was like, I'm so tired. I feel terrible all the time. Like there is nothing good about this. I mean, I did feel good. I was getting a buzz out of being thinner uh, because, you know, we're trained to feel like that's an achievement. And I also from a very dark place found great comfort in not having an appetite because I had spent my whole life wishing I could just be one of those girls who like never really thought about food, you know, but like, you know, that's not me, but I was for that time because I died, my appetite just genuinely completely disappeared. And I'll never forget being with my doctor or one of my doctors at that time, because I was so sick. I was going to see a consultant every week as they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And he was like, I need you to stop losing weight. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, because we need to know like if you're losing weight because you're sick or if you're losing weight because you're trying to lose weight. And I was like, like, this is insane. And then when I subsequently got diagnosed, I remember him saying to me, you're fit and healthy, so you should do really well via chemo. And I was like, fit and healthy? This is the first time my entire <laughs> life a doctor has said to me, you're fit and healthy. I wasn't, by the way, still not a thin person at this time. I just had lost weight from where I had been. And I was like, fit and healthy. Like this is the first time ever that's been said to me. So, you know, even just the way that we, our bodies work in terms of from a health perspective and like, you know, what where the scale of fit and healthy is, you know, is relative to, to where you are and what you need your body to do. So it's, it's all so kind of complex and you don't know. I, I mean, the reason that I started this is because you, you don't know what a person's body is going through or where a weight loss is coming from or a weight gain. You know, they can be positive, they can be negative. And I still to this day, and I tell this story all the time because it still blows my mind. We are so twisted when it comes to body stuff that our instinct is, and I have the same instinct, so I'm not judging anyone, but your instinct when you see someone's lost weight is to go, you've lost this weight, you look great. And you don't even think about it. It just comes out. But we need to start really fighting against that instinct because it's not right. You know, first of all, it's none of your business what someone else's body looks like. But second of all, you don't know what's going on. And when I made a documentary for RT about my cancer and after it aired, I was I had gained back a lot of the weight that I had lost when I was sick because I was healthy. 
And I never forget a chemo nurse saying to me, you need to stop talking about your weight. Like you are, the reason you're gaining weight is because your body is getting better. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I knew, but I could, it was hard for me to connect to that. It was a real struggle. But anyway, the, the documentary comes out, I've gained back a lot of weight. So there's a, there's a, a, you know, a substantial difference between me at the time the documentary went out and me at the start of the documentary where I'm just starting my treatment and I'm much thinner. And I'll never forget, I was sharing an office at the time and I'll never forget one of the girls coming in and saying, Oh my God, you looked so good at the start of your documentary. You were so thin. Oh my God. Oh my and God. I I was like, yeah, I had cancer. And she was like, just didn't really have anything to say. And I remember just feeling like, oh my God, like this is where we are. Yeah. That you are so focused on and obsessed with weight and you know what your body looks like and what our body looks like that you don't even see that this is inappropriate that this comment is completely nuts that like I was very thin because I was dying like if I hadn't had medical intervention I would have died and yet it was a positive that I was thin because anything is better than being fat like I'm and not like, even surprised <laughs> no me neither it's still awful yeah but I just think it's a really good illustration of how we are taught to be like I don't even blame that person like that person was socialized into feeling you know feeling that way and being that way um so I just think you know we've got to challenge ourselves when it comes to commenting on other people's bodies because if we all just shut up about it and and stop thinking about each other's bodies I think it would help us stop thinking about our own so much and maybe we could just disconnect from it a little bit more Connor I think we need to have a discussion about the pillars of the pod because I know we always say Miss Piggy is our body positivity confidence icon but I actually think we should move her over and put <laughs> Louise McSharry on there with her. well no fully with inspired her, her, by Piggy with so. her <laughs> <laughs> Louise thank you so much for all of that honestly I can't tell you like it's so to see somebody on your screen when you're going through Instagram and there's so much going on to see somebody being like take no shit your body is great. You look great. All these positive messages, like you're really, you're helping a lot of people just by being yourself, you. which is not to put it aside as well, because I know it's difficult, particularly someone who has a high profile. And I'm sure you get lots of shit from people who have no business interacting with you. I think I actually don't get as much as some other people. I think I'm quite lucky in that regard. My people are good people. Um, good. The people who kind of follow me and stuff, uh, they're largely really good people. So, and I'm pretty, pretty quick with the old block button these days. This <laughs> like, is the way to do You don't it. need to be here, babe. <laughs> See I'm you later. Free. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to very quickly plug your fabulous podcast for anybody who hasn't come across it yet? My part of my Friday routine every week now, listening to yourself and Aoife and seeing what who you're going to be interviewing. And it's oh, just, I love thank it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah. So my podcast is called Catch Up with Louise McShari. It comes out every Friday morning. Um, it should be there when you wake up, unless you wake up before 3 a.m., um, in which case I'm sorry uh, for so many reasons. Um, so it's it's basically the idea is if you're not paying attention, if you are sick of being like listening to the news every day or whatever, we'll catch you up on a Friday. So you're kind of equipped to go into the weekend if anything comes up for conversation. So I have a news section with Aoife Moore, who is the political uh 
correspondent with the Sunday Times Ireland and she's just absolutely gas as well. So we we talk about serious stuff, but we always have a laugh as well. And then there's an interview section in the middle, which could be anyone. We've had uh, Kyle Richards has been in there. Um, we've talked about um, kind of human rights issues in there, like literally could be anything. And then the third section is an entertainment and kind of showbiz catch up. So um, that's my favorite bit because, well, actually, they're all my favorite. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great, too. I mean, I work for a media organization. I'm very, very much caught up on the news, but I still want to hear yourself and Aoife's take on this. Well, thank you. No, it's been great. Like it's coming up to a year now in March. Um It'll be a year old and it has been a really great experience. And I've been so lucky to have people like you supporting it. So I feel really lucky that I get to do it. Oh, thank you. Well, look, we started talking about Miss Piggy and I thought we were going to just gush about her and how much we loved her. But actually, we kind of just <laughs> sidetracked into, I think you giving some really, really, I hope, helpful and positive advice to people because we genuinely mm. have a lot of unlearning to do. Like you and I mm. grew up with Trini and Susanna telling us that yeah. we looked like shit unless we were in a wrap dress and a wedge heel. <laughs> and so- I sucked <laughs> and I like hoovered it up. Like, what is wrong? Like, oh, yeah, I watched so many hours of that stuff. I know. Same. We won't even get into the swan. We'll just leave it in the past and move on. Yeah. (laughs) Louise McSharry, thank you so, so much. You are a real hot girl. We love you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Real hot girl shit. What a bloody icon. She is an icon, isn't she? I I love her. Came away from that, honestly, like, Claire, I want to like just talk to this amazing goddess all day. Just because she's so well informed. She's so... Doing exactly what real hot girls do. They embody Ayati, the hot girl Literally unapologetically being yourself and loving yourself. Yes, Louise, we love you so much. And thank (laughs) you for coming on the pod. And always remember that we're all hot girls in training. Nobody's perfect. But it's recognising that this is something that we all serve to be. Just a little bit more gorgeous to ourselves. And embody Ayati, that hot girl energy. Her. So I hope this was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally found talking to Louise very helpful in talking to yourself. And I just, I genuinely think the more we talk about things like this, the more we normalise it. Like yeah. I said earlier, we all have off days. Some people have really bad spirals mm-hmm. and it's just acknowledging that that is just something that happens. You've been fed all of this toxicity from the media. So of your parents, so of their parents, it's coming at you from all angles, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's okay. We are going to put, there are helplines available. We will put those in the show notes as well. Bodywise is the, uh, I think it's the National Eating Disorder Association. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link to that. If that's something that you would like to explore, if maybe you're kind of have realized listening to this, oh, maybe, maybe this is getting a little bit out of hand. Um, do reach out and talk to people. This is something that's very, very common and totally mm-hmm. understandable that there's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing this is not your fault if this is something that you're going through yeah and pledge yourself up some love self-love self-care self-care per (laughs) (laughs) this is definitely not a cult so connor what was your homework last week and did you complete it uh well claire i should get an s star because i'm a very good student uh my homework (laughs) was to budget bitch and uh funny enough whenever you don't uh leave the country that makes it a lot easier to do yes uh for once um this uh, month uh yeah i took it handy i stayed around um dublin um, I just did things that um, probably I would normally do. But yeah, um, I didn't 
there wasn't any big expense that came out. Just some nice little things. As I said, I mean, I mean, you went and got some little coffees little here and there. Bottomless brunch on yeah. a budget. I'll let you know about that one. Yeah, uh, thirty-five East. euro for a bottomless brunch. <laughs> Fucking deadly, Very honestly. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I managed to do all the lovely things uh, and still be a fabulous game Yes, you did well, fab stuff but you just uh, tightened your belt because how many festivals are we considering abroad oh, for this summer? Fuck. Is it four? I, I think we sent four, four? to each other. <laughs> like we're dumbasses but like it'll be so much fun but honestly this is again why that was But that's was... just spending your money wisely <laughs> on being fab. <laughs> Which more entail, yes, is make sure to also budget for that so that we yeah. don't get into little squishy issues. And what about you, Claire? What was your homework last week? My homework last week was to dance my ass off, which I think we can safely Tech. say I did. <laughs> Strutted down the runway at Love Ball, danced around, um, had balls. a great time, uh, danced my little butthole off at Max Cooper as well and can I just say, because I had come straight from doing my radio show, straight into Max Cooper, Outside the door, beep beep, into the car, oh, drove home. We love a sober rave. Little we witch. love waking up on a Sunday morning fresh and smug and ready to go get in the sea. Oh, do you want to so know what good. feels even better? What? Doing a bombless brunch, going to a leave and do and having no pain the next morning. Oh my god! You see, you so you walked it off and you stretched <laughs> it out. Yeah, exactly. There you um, go. So there you go. Yeah, well done, you staying hydrated, not going too crazy. I know. Um, so Connor, tell us what is one thing you're going to do to embody. Yaddy, 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 the hot girl energy this week. Well, this week, I think I've written down here to take care, to take care. Um, wait, take care, to take care. That's what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, yeah. Um, again, from Louise Chan, I think we've all kind of like just after having discussions about things that probably we wouldn't have normally had discussions about, I realised, Connor, this is a perfect opportunity to go, look, you just need to be a bit kinder to yourself, a bit kinder to how you uh, talk about some things and just enjoy everything that you're doing rather than, you know, if something does go awry or maybe something isn't quite working great if you, I have a bit of a habit of going, oh, jeez, that was stupid. Why did you do that? Or, you know, you kind of give yourself a bit of a balkan for it um, whenever in reality, that doesn't do anybody good. Most importantly, it doesn't do yourself good. Mm. And this is all about embodying the hot girl attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is what I am going to do this week. Mm-hmm. And Claire, tell us one thing yeah. that you're going to do to embody yaddy yaddy. Hot girl energy. Yes. I love that you were like, is it that? <laughs> line. So Connor, Connor sometimes gets the lines wrong and I make him redo them. So it just there he was like, did I do it right? You did. You did. You got it. Well done. Thanks. Gold star for you. Um, so one thing that I am going to do is I'm actually going to take some of Louise's advice on board. I'm going oh to see him. I'm going to put some time aside and I'm going to go through my wardrobe because there are definitely things there tucked away in a drawer that mm. I have put some sort of like a moral value on. Yes. And I kind of realized on reflection, I hadn't really been thinking about it, but it was definitely the like, I will be a better person when I fit back into these clothes that probably aren't even fashionable anymore. Do you mm-hmm. know? So um, I think I'm going to go put on some tunes, strut around and uh, go through some of those clothes. And if they're not fitting, just pass them on to someone else. Yeah. You know, and um, continue living my hot girl life. Also, Connor, I really, you know, I'm awful when it comes to remembering to eat because 
I get stuck into a fun creative project and literally forget. It's called ADHD, baby. Um, so I'm going to really try and work on just getting more food into my body. Yadi, yadi. Yeah. I'm not doing it on purpose, genuinely not. But it's it's not very healthy and it's something that I need to do. So handle on the food, handle on the wardrobe. That's my plan. Meow. We have to go and do something very exciting now. We have to go down to Street 66 and do a little walk through our show to make sure we can physically fit it on the stage because we've gone a bit overboard and also see if we can squeeze a few more of your gorgeous girlies in there as well. But Connor, I always forget to do this and this is something that is of interest go on. to our audience. I'm going to plug a few gigs. Oh, Delhi. Yeah. So coming up and on sale now... On Sunday, the 19th of March, we have the Disco Social Mother's Day Disco Drag Brunch. So that is tunes by me. And then the Disco Drag Queens for this edition are Anxiety, Chanel and Viola Gavis. Oh, fuck me. How bloody cool is that? Yeah, so normally we do one till five, but because it's the Bank Holiday Sunday, we're going a bit later. It'll be two till six p.m., (laughs) 35 euro brunch, cocktail, entertainment. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God, sorry. Can we do a shout out to... to Makiha, the gorgeous house of drag from Cork, who last weekend when I was in Ackle, my friend's <laughs> other Connor, other third secret Connor with one N, was like, oh, you should come to this brunch in the Creel. It started at four o'clock. <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon, not even pretending it's about the no. food. We're just going to get lit. So well done to Candy Warhol and the girls in Cork. Setting mayo on fire. Um, coming up, actually, uh, it's the night before, so I did those really backwards. But Lumo Club, the best house party in Dublin, essentially, if you've ever been. You have not been to a Lumo yet. I have not. So it's in Yamamori Tengu, gorgeous venue. They got a new sound system and it's sounding whopper. Um, so myself and Simon, back to back, all night at Lumo Club. If you haven't been, it's basically a mix of, you were talking house, discos, mm. synth, mm. 80s, ah. Italo, Ooh. pop. It's all ah. mixed in together and it's basically like the best house party you've ever been to, but it's in a club with a full bar with ice cold oh. drinks and a whopper sound system you'll be mates with everyone at the end of the night it's not necessarily a queer party but it's very inclusive it's very come one come all mm. um, so please come and have a bop then uh, what else do I need to plug uh, 1st of April going to be back in Centre Point supporting the magician we mentioned that already and I think that's probably enough about me thank you so much for listening we hope you found this episode helpful we love you you are beautiful just the way you are thanks Rags we love you now we have to run we have oh. to run but but till next time, stay, stay hot, hot girls. girls. Mwah. 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 Mwah.